0: Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. We're on today with Kessler Karen, PGA Tour caddy. Kessler, what are we cracking open today?
1: Today, we got a bottle of of eagle rare maybe. probably i'd say one of the best best uh best 30 dollar, 35 five dollar bottle range you could find i mean mm. i think a little bit more for mine but
0: not nah, 30 or 35 bucks is fair i think i'm paying when i can find it i think i'm paying around 30 bucks so when we were trading some messages and we were chatting um I'm like, eh, you know, what are we going to be drinking on the show? And I'm like, well, let's see, uh, Kessler has this chicken wing fetish. So why don't we, why don't we stick with the wing thing and, uh, let's, uh, break out the Eagle, man.
1: Oh yeah. Not to mention, you know, I really, you know, I really like Eagles. So why not?
2: There you go.
1: I'm birdie list on the golf course today, right before this. So where'd, where'd you play today? Um, I play a course. It's a track near my house uh, up near the woodlands called Wood Forest. And um, it's one of my favorite tracks around this area just because the greens are speed-wise as close as we get to what I see out there. I mean, on a low day, they run 11.
2: Wow. Oh,
0: shit. So, so what you're yeah. saying is uh, my 10 handicap, I get three-putt all day long? <laughs>
1: Tell you what, it, <laughs> the goal there when you get there is to keep those – to eliminate the three putts, which honestly, I think I only have one today. So I was pretty happy. I played about 24 holes with my buddy who's like basically a single digit handicap. Uh, Drew is basically, like if he shoots from 7,000 yards, if he shoots one or two over, you know, that's pretty consistent for him. So, and I held my own. I only lost the match. I was two down throughout the whole day. So either I was playing really good or he wasn't playing quite as good as he usually does. But I'm going to go with the fact that I was playing really good today.
2: Nice. Uh, I mean, I like the
0: sound of that. I mean, why, uh, why vote against yourself?
1: No doubt. So, um, so actually what I did with this, um, since you said you're a neat guy, I do, I do like a good, like cube in there. Um, but I put those, like, I got these as a gift, these, like gold.
0: Uh, oh yeah. they freeze the, yeah, they, they're not, it's not ice, but they freeze and then they chill it down. Yeah.
1: Exactly. If you're that kind of guy that, you know, you want it neat, but you want it cold. Cause I didn't break this out of the fridge or anything. Um, so we'll see how, how it goes with that. But, uh, I like them and they were in my freezer for a while. So. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice. No, I, hey, like I, you know, we were talking before and I'm not against, here's the way I think you ought to drink liquor in your, you know, you ought to drink it in your mouth <laughs> o- outside of that. I don't think there's really a wrong way to do it. I mean, it's uh, I think it's a personal preference and if you want it with, uh, I guess the only thing I would say, you know, I mean, if you're drinking like a really re- I mean, this is actually a really nice bottle of liquor for the price. It is. Um, I would say that, you know, w- I wouldn't mix this with the Coke, I'd use something that was kind of cheap, and uh, you know, d- didn't taste as good. That I need to hide the taste. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, you know, this makes a hell of a Manhattan or an old fashioned. You know, if you want to go bourbon and set rye, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's a great pour. And this is actually a really good introduction. So it's part of the Buffalo Trace family, but it's a great introduction into, uh, you know, what I would call allocated or boutique bourbons. And you can find it, generally speaking, it, it's kind of everywhere. It's, where I'm in Atlanta, as I mentioned, it's somewhat limited, uh, you know, the, the distribution here. But when you find it for the most part, you can get it at SRP. Um, I know you guys in Texas, man, you get some damn good allocations down there. So,
1: so yeah, sir, I've seen I've noticed some liquor stores carry uh, it pretty consistently, but my local one uh, is a couple months ago. I guess they got those 375 milliliter bottles and yep. they're always behind the counter. And I looked, I was like, is that anywhere? And he goes, yeah. And I and I go, well, man, I was like, I haven't seen that in this store ever. And he goes, yeah, we were going to send it back, but we uh, decided to put it on the shelf. I go, why would you send it back? And he kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And I go, it's Eagle Rare. I go, it's going to sell. Like, just throw it on the shelf. And sure yeah. enough, that, when he threw it on the shelf, he told me the next day, he goes, yeah, It has gone. Those eight bottles. Because I bought three right there. Cause <laughs> right. That's five is like a good to bring to a party or like a, a good group of friends. Cause you know, it's like you're not using a whole bottle, but at the same time through, you know, you can get a good couple rounds in between you and like yeah. two sure. and it's like a perfect amount. And it's, you know, I think I paid like 17 bucks per bottle of those, but, um, actually it's surprisingly harder to find down here than you would think. So that's why I hopped on it and I said, well, I don't want to be greedy cause I could have totally bought all eight bottles, but I said, only give me three and leave the other, uh, Leave the other five or six for some
0: other guys. Yeah, and then, so. then they're all gone. Yeah, crazy thing. So I was up in uh, kind of uh, where was that? Uh, like Dalton, Georgia, and uh, I was up there looking for um, Stag <laughs> Junior. I said to look. So I was looking for a Stag, and I found it. But the, you know, this one, I walk into this one store, and she's like, Oh, yeah, I'll sell you a bottle of Stag, but you got to get a case of this vodka. And I'm like, I don't really drink vodka, so I'm not buying a case of vodka. She's like, Yeah, so you can't get the Stag. And I'm like, Well, but it's on the shelf, and it's marked at a price. And she's like, I know, but it's my store. <laughs> right?" So, I'm like, OK, what's the deal? And she's like, Well, for every bottle of Stag that I get, I have to buy a case of vodka. So the lady, she's got like 50 bottles of stag, but then she's got, uh, you know, 50 cases of vodka. And she's like, if I don't make people buy a case of vodka, you can't get the stag. And I'm like, yeah, see ya. I'll go to the next store. Well, so
1: <laughs> oh, and that's funny that you say that because, uh, a bottle I bought, uh, a couple of months ago <coughs> was, uh, blends was the same way. This guy oh, yeah. all, all around Houston. I'm trying to get a ball Blanton's, another Buffalo trace, uh, yep. Uh, family. And he goes, Oh yeah, I got like six bottles. I was like, Oh shit, you got six bottles. And I go, how many can I buy? What's the catch? Like you have one per customer. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, I got a point system. He goes, loyal customers only. Mm. I go, so what's that mean? And he goes, well, for every $20 you spend, you get one point. Once you get to like, let's say X amount of points, then you could buy some of my top shelf bottles which of course he has the Blantons. he's got a, he's got a lot of good bottles which are you know you're trying to find like the weller 12 yep. stuff like that. and he, and but he has them at retail so at least when you buy it you're only paying like the actual price that it was supposed to the msrp um and so i go all right so i went in there and i bought like 300 dollars worth of booze <laughs> and then said, i'll take maybe, that one
0: yeah, oh, well, so 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 interesting. So uh, this is a plug for uh, my friend's bottle shop that's across the street from me, and it it's not my friend's bottle shop. The name of the the of the liquor store is my friend's bottle shop. Oh, sweet. So yeah, so they so same way. So I've got something that I like to do. I like to do a home blend, and it's uh, mellow corn and old granddad one fourteen, and I like to mix those 50 50 and that's kind of my house liquor. And Ooh. so, so I bought a case of each, right? So, I mean, immediately I'm in for like $800. So I'm now on the, uh, you know, the, the VIP, uh, it's like the ball rubbing list, if you will. Uh, so <laughs> you want,
1: you know, whatever you want, <laughs>
0: Exactly. it's like one purchase and then we're good. Like, here we go, man. Let's start this relationship off. Right. That's speaking all. of speaking of, uh, so we've, uh, I'm definitely going to have to report this already, but, uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, So we got a lot of questions. I know we don't have a lot of time today. Yeah, we
1: hope hopefully running pretty good. So
0: hopefully our first date goes well and we have a second date. Uh, And that's Dan up there, by the way. Uh, we, We don't let Dan lets me do most of the talking. That way, when I fuck something up, he's not to blame.
2: That's true. Gotcha. That's true. So, make, so it's I'll a strategy. Yep, absolutely. So, so
0: it's so it's a strategy, and get it in, and I'm going to get to some caddying stuff in a minute. But I mean, that's like your job, and I'm sure you love it, and it's great. I got some insightful questions, probably not that insightful, that I want to ask you. But what I really want to know about is this damn chicken wing review. <laughs> and I saw the uh, I saw your review of the chicken wings you were in Decatur when you were in Atlanta at East Lake and I forget the name of the place you were at, like uh, the Hub and the Barrel, or w- w- which uh, Pub in the Pine, or do you um, remember?
1: Was it in in Atlanta?
0: Yeah, yeah in Atlanta, yeah.
1: So uh, I think it was called, uh, like uh, like the Brew, I have to double check on that.
0: That's like a Barrel I mean. and Brew or Barrel and Pub or something, but- uh, It was
1: like a, basically kind of like a, a brew and a wing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In it, And I'll tell you what, I, honestly, that one in Atlanta, I almost want to look it up on my phone, but I, as far as the etiquette goes, I don't want to, like, dive into it. Yeah. But um, so Mike Collins and I, you know, he kind of pushed me towards, like, you know, he's, he's kind of like the guy that critiques me without everyone's I always ask him how to do what I do. Obviously, he's really good at what he does, so. Um, he's kind of like, I, I feel like I'm like his protege when it comes to the wing reviews. So he brought, I brought him on in San Fran and those wings were really good. And I didn't think there was a, in San Francisco, I didn't think we could find a better Korean barbecue wing. Wow. And then in Atlanta, that place actually had a better, even better, which is really hard to find. Um, but what I really liked about that place was the owner is like sitting down, hanging out with, uh, with like the customers, oh, yeah. we yeah. so would look at him, he'd be like, Oh, what do you need? And then he'd sit, sit, stand up and go get whatever we needed. But it's like uh, this Asian guy. And that's why he could, he know, like, I want to say like Asian people naturally know how to bring the heat when it comes to wings. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh,
0: just- hey, hey, My, my, uh, we were talking about, uh, our significant others and mines, uh, from South Korea. So mm. I guess, I guess we can get into that bringing the heat. After, but let's do that on the second day, and I don't want to ruin anything.
1: And that's so. Uh, so, whenever Mike was sitting there asking him, he goes, Listen, I want my head sweating, but I don't want to die. And the guy goes, Okay, cool. He's like, I could bring you some heat. But it's like this Asian guy with an Atlanta, Georgia accent. Holy shit. I,
0: she could be, he could be uh, <laughs> oh, <boy>. Amanda's <laughs> father because she is like this, like, I mean, straight from, she is straight from uh pusan okay Okay. however she came over when she was three years old and uh like when she says hey y'all it sounds just like that it's true
2: so so true
1: now i gotta look this place up so i've gotta
0: i've gotta take her over there and let her meet this dude
1: so the best part is is that this guy like no joke it's uh it's brew and a bird
2: Mm. brew and a bird brew and
1: bird And the cool part is, like, it's like I was calling, like, man, this guy's got Korean hardware and Atlanta, Georgia software. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He's he's from. I don't know if he is from, but like, let's just say that that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It's like he's got Asian hardware and Atlanta, Georgia Southern software. Because if you you talk phone, you you would never think like, oh, this guy's some, you know, an, an Asian guy who runs a restaurant. No, you'd be like, oh, it's some Georgia boy. Right. You know, it is But it's just funny to watch, which in San Antonio, um, there's a sushi place called Sushi Dushi. And the guy, he's Japanese, <laughs> but he was raised in Mexico. So he sounds like if you talk to him and you listen to him, you're like, oh, it's a guy from Mexico City. Nope. Japanese guy, Japanese hardware. Mexico software
2: and he's oh. and his Spanish is like, flawless.
1: but it's, it's great. And, um, so that's the funny things. And so I really just, I got started cause you know, I always like food and I love, and that's about one of the better parts about what we do is that we get to travel all around the world. And I solely judge places almost on how good the food is around the area alone. Sure. And the golf course is one thing. Like I love a lot of golf courses and the food in the areas maybe shit, whatever. But, um, but as a town, I love just, I eat food like crazy and I love it. So, and one thing I just really like is I could eat, like, if you said, you know, you're on uh, death row, what's your last meal? Mm-hmm. I'm like, chicken wings, baby. Chicken wings will definitely be on the menu. So I saw Kenny Kenny Harms, shout out to Kenny Harms, doing all his pizza reviews. And I was sitting there like, well, what should, you know, like I could do something like that. And I, I'm always eating out at places. I'm on yeah. Yelp. I'm looking at what's four and a half stars. Like, where's the place to go? Like, you know, I love going to see all the cool spots. And I kept thinking, well, you know, he does pizza. And I almost was say could do like a cold pizza review. Because mm. for me, I like regular pizza. I like hot pizza. But you know what's really good is. Breakfast pizza, which is usually cold. Straight and have out of
2: been- yeah. Point Break. Straight out of Point Break.
1: Is that the case? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love old movies, but I had not even think about cold pizza in Point Break, but that might have been, like, subconsciously in my head.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's there, man. It's there for sure.
1: <laughs> to me, like, cold pizza is almost as important as when you get it out of the oven. Because there's some pizza that you throw in the fridge, and there's no, like, reheating it up. But even as it's cold, it's super cardboardy. Whereas like you almost want it to age well in the fridge because that next morning when maybe let's say you've had too many of these guys. Kind of
0: like a nice bourbon an age that this is, uh, I don't know. They used to have a 10 year age statement. I think they're mixing it up now, but
1: you might want a good cold piece of pizza <laughs> for the morning.
0: Um, exactly.
1: You know, I almost thought about judging some, like, like do a cold pizza review, but then I was like, ah, that's too much. Too close to what he's doing and that would be a cool feature for him to do one day mm-hmm. i would think
0: mm-hmm. well and but then you gotta wait though right i mean it's like you're getting your shit now and it's like hey i'm gonna do it now but now it's like okay i gotta wait and i don't know and then do it in the morning before work ain't
1: gonna
0: happen i mean because you probably got a lot of shit on your plate in the morning when you're getting ready right
1: yeah last thing i'm thinking about is like oh let's do some pitching. Let, let me do my review let's get some strategy oh wait a sec patrick let me do my uh, cold pizza review in the morning. Cause him and I stay together. Like, you know, he usually gets like a house and then I, you know, there's a room somewhere in there for me. And, uh, you know, and it's funny, he's watched me do a couple of morning reviews and he's pretty good. T- I, you know, usually, you know, he kind of tells me, you know, uh, I like the 8.5. Yeah. I think you're good. But, but uh, my heat tolerance is a little bit higher than his. He's more of like a medium guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can take some heat, but, um, over the years, since I was a kid, um, I feel like it's gone down. I used to go, um, like, to give a reference point, if you go to, everyone's been to Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. And so, mango habanero, and then yep. there's, like, the hot, and then there's the killer. I used to go mango habanero, and then the next step up, and I used to crush it. And I don't know how I do it to this like day. no
0: Like, no issues. You can go the hottest oh. and just smoke it back.
1: I mean, the second hottest. Now, the hottest one I never really cared for. I go, ah eh, that's too hot. But now the second hottest one and I forget the name of it but the mango habanero is like number 3 in the yeah. ranks. And that was like my oh let's take it easy side. Yeah. Like that that was my low end. <laughs> my well you, you one step up and I would go I would crush like 18 and I'd be fine. Well and you're, then- you're-
0: you're pretty so, extreme. I mean, if anybody's watching you or following you on Instagram, there's a lot of people following and watching you on your social media sites, et cetera. So, I mean, between the, uh, the uh, what do you, so you, you're doing, uh, looks like you're getting ready for some three-gun competition, uh, swimming with the sharks, you're in the car. I mean, it, you know, you're a pretty extreme guy, so it's not surprising that that's the case. But, you know, for me, the hot stuff is kind of like, Like, I enjoy it hot until it becomes, I can't really taste anything except for the heat.
1: Yeah, and I think as, you know, as I've become older, my taste buds have become more refined. Um, So now it's more about flavor. (laughs) Cheers. Hence, Hence why I went from drinking like Jack and Cokes to, you know stuff on the rocks nothing that there's wrong with a good jack and coke but you know when i was in my early 20s it was jack coke jack coke crown coke crown coke and then somewhere in between i just started saying i ah, just give it to me straight and i think that's that has a lot to do with hangovers like if you ever drink 10 jack and cokes the next morning is terrible you feel like shit and then i've had like eight woodford straight and been yeah. like i feel great somehow oh, yeah
0: right oh. well, <laughs> well so it, so dan uh before we started the show uh so dan was uh dan I, I, I keep some liquor at my house uh dan dan doesn't keep that much yeah dan doesn't keep that much and, and dan was like oh uh, like what are we sipping tonight dan And dan's like oh i'm pulling uh, i'm gonna pour bullet and i'm like oh okay right, what are you mixing it with and he's like oh i'm just gonna have it straight and i'm like no wonder you don't fucking like bourbon i'm not dogging out bullet i'm just saying but bullet is kind of a mixer. It's not a, uh, Hey, let's have some Eagle rare and enjoy a good pour. You know, it's, a, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, there's so much better stuff for the same amount of money, relatively speaking, that's
2: out there. So,
1: now, are you, spon- are you sponsored by the, uh, the Buffalo
2: Trace? Bullet body? for sure. Bullet for sure. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, we weren't until you just mentioned that. So if you could say that again, actually,
2: no, no, uh.
0: So, Buffalo trace. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So,
2: so, Ke- so now we are, let me know when you want your cut. There you go. So Kessler, <laughs> do you have like a top three, man? So out of your chicken wings, um, you know, if you're going to rank, you know, you've been doing it for a while uh, and you, you see tons more places than Cal and I ever will. Do you have a top three?
1: So, um, I definitely have a top three. So number one so far is, uh,
2: uh, Jay Timothy's tavern. Uh, Just right there in
1: like Hartford, Cromwell, Connecticut during the Travelers. Wow. I mean, and the reason why is because I don't know how they do it, but even like when you get wings to go, which I've had to do a couple times, and there's some that I've I probably ranked higher than I should have, but I almost do it because I know I have to like wait 15 minutes, and they're steaming in the box, and I'm like they get a little little soggy,
0: and I don't
1: know how they do it, but they do a phenomenal job because I drive about 18 minutes, and the first thing I do is crack that thing open (laughs) to keep from happening and they're <laughs> phenomenal. And, and just all around. And I started with those because to me, deep down, I feel like out of all the places that I go throughout the years, which I've been going to these same places mm-hmm. for most of them, I've gone for about, I've been on the road seven years. Mm-hmm. A lot of these chicken wing places like Jay Timothy's I've seen them in the last five years. So I said, this is the week to start because this is the bar. And this is probably almost as good as it gets wow. anywhere I go.
2: That's awesome.
1: And so I think those are definitely number one for me so far, just because the just the style, everything. And I really like them. And then, um, number two, I would have to say, uh, Brewing bird in Atlanta. Oh, I mean, yeah, um, shout out to the ATL man. ATL, even like Korean, especially Koreans. Number one I've ever had. The Buffalo is very good as wow. well. Like, Solid all the way through. And I do like, and to me also, they get extra points, even though I should not review it by the atmosphere or the owner. But he can, you can say like, hey, man, bring me some more heat. And he's like, I'll bring you the heat. Um, and he does. And then um, number three, you know, is uh, that's a hard one, honestly, for me so far. But San Francisco, where Mike Collins and I had our review, I would say those are a number three. And I think if you ask me the next podcast, that could change. Cause number three is very, it could go either way, but, um, it's funny hey, that, that by the way, you heard it here first, we have a second date. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, judging from the first, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I feel like y'all are good dudes. So mm-hmm. I would love to shoot the, shoot the breeze with you about <laughs> bourbon what wings all day. I mean, um, but I think, I feel like number three is definitely up for grabs. Okay. The tops are going to be hard to beat. Well, that's um, that's a
2: big statement, man. I mean, phew, Cal, have you been to that place in Atlanta?
0: I have not, which I was surprised because I've been to Decatur. So I, I'm actually, I, I didn't look it up, but I'm wondering if it's new. Mm. Uh, like I'm wondering what the, the, the age statement is on <laughs> uh brew, brew and bird. Because I've, I've gone over there, the uh, the stone uh, brick store uh, brick store pub is my favorite place over there. It's like in the square in downtown Decatur, mm-hmm. and I love that place, man. And they, they've got a good rotation of. Um, uh, like if you're a craft beer person, like they have one of the best rotation of craft beers in Atlanta on tap. Now you can go anywhere and get it like in a can and a bottle, but so I'm trying to think of where, where it's at. I, I got to look it up and uh, I got to take the, uh, uh I think I mean,
1: let me know what you think and let me know if you think that my ratings were accurate.
2: I'm sure um, they are.
1: <laughs> I mean, Dan, the heart, the hard part about it is, is that. I don't want to go back to the same place and do the same reviews. And there's so many good places oh. in, the street, but I only have so much time in one week to try like at least maybe two to three places. Mm-hmm. But also like I can't eat chicken wings. I mean I can, but uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to eat chicken wings four days a week. And then you know. I just, yeah, I don't know. But
0: So, so the next time you're in Atlanta, which would be, well, actually, uh, well, you guys are on a private plane. You're going straight into Augusta. I'm sure. Um, so the next time you're in Atlanta is going to be next year for the playoffs at, uh, for the, the FedEx playoffs, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, yep. I would think yeah. so. I plan. I I need, I need you to be a little more positive. (laughs) The next time you're going to be in Atlanta is going to be for the FedEx player for the the championship. (laughs)
1: Don't ever count your chickens before they hatch.
0: I understand. Understood. Um, so uh, there's a place it's called Jr. Crickets and there's a couple of them around town, but they're independently owned and they're known. And I know you're a hot guy. You can get them hot. Uh, but they're like, they're famous, uh, for lemon pepper wings. You're probably getting ready to follow up with you hate lemon pepper wings.
1: No, no, not at all. Um, actually, I've had them before. They are really good. Okay. I, just, I never reviewed them because, so years past, I did say, oh, let's check, look some chicken wings, and JR Crickets was one of the places that pops up. Now, and I'm pretty sure, I, like, I've had other wings there, too, but I, every obviously when I walk in, I go, what's what's the flavor everyone goes nuts for? Well, it's the most sold? and they always say, like, lemon pepper. I do love a good lemon pepper wing, and one of my favorite things to do, I got my own sauce, and, like... And I'm biased, so I need... If anything, I need like my brother or Patrick to review my wings for me or like my Collins, because like if I make my wings at my house and I have... Uh, you know King-Made beef jerky? Yes. So, hear me out. That The Buffalo beef jerky, which might be some of the be- best beef jerky you can buy. Plug. Shout out. Uh,
0: I heard it here first.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, um, my buddy who makes... Jeff King is uh, the guy who makes it all, but he sends me his own custom sauce. And I call him, I'm like, when we grow, like, I also grow a lot of plants in my backyard. I, I always like the garden stuff and I'm like the tomato King. He's the pepper King. And you should see this guy's peppers are ridiculous. So he takes all those peppers and he makes his own Buffalo sauce, his, his own like ghost sauce, all that. And so he always sends me like a big bottle of his like Buffalo barbecue. And so I take a lot of that and then I make my own wings and that alone is unreal. But then I also make my own garlic Buffalo sauce that if I mix it and I usually use his as like a kind of yeah, like, yeah, a base kind of starter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. as a base. And I mean, they're to me, they're my, like the, my best creation ever. For Hold on. Sure.
0: So is this like, like the garlic sauce? Is it like a, um, is that like an Alabama white sauce?
1: I don't know. Um, I basically, and I don't want to give away too much, but I actually use, like, real garlic, and then I use a little bit of butter, and then I use his sauce as a base, and then I basically take, like, a food processor-type blender little deal. Yeah, like yeah, those, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, like a yeah, a little uh, canoe, or not a canoe, but a, a, a motorboat.
1: Exactly, those... Uh, Shit, I use it all the time. I make milkshakes out of it, too. I make a milkshake. Uh, but um, I use that, and then that's what gives it, like, that lighter color. And then Emulsion like, blender. There you go. Boom. And uh, so... And I use that. And then when I put those on my version of like crispy wings and like I said, for me, I go, that's a 10 out of 10 wing right there. But my brother, who's uh, my biggest critic and then Patrick, even, he might even be like, ah, they're like nine. And I'd be like, and it would probably start a huge argument in the house of like, Hey, fuck you, you make a better wing. But Um, but
0: isn't that the part of the family thing? Like it's, it's, I mean, how you get.
1: No, whether it's your real brother, whether it's your brother-in-law step whatever you can never give them too much credit because right. you don't a big and that's like literally like our motto like yeah don't get too ahead of yourself yeah. like because you always want them to try and do better also
2: so, so what are you cooking these wings on what kind of grill you got
1: i don't do so i have
2: done like a grilled wing okay. but
1: i actually like a little fryer okay. and I I throw them in there and I got like my timing and my temperature. I mean, like I time everything. So, um my girlfriend volunteered me to be the steak master tonight, so that's why I only got about an hour and some change with you guys, yeah. which I'd love to do a lot more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um we're having like this double date thing. I've never and it's kind of like a uh, swingers party, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where um you know the guy could be cool but i've never met her yeah. friend's husband so yeah. it's kind of one of those uh what's that movie where she's like he likes baseball too oh like, well, come on dan come on dan you got this i, know, I don't know that one I don't, know I don't one. either. Right, so i'm the grill master i guess in my house and so now she wants me to like grill some steaks and so that's why i got to do that so that's so my is it wet-
0: wedding uh, wedding
1: crashers
2: maybe maybe <laughs>
1: I don't know. There's a, I'm, and I'm usually good about being able to tell you what movie it is. But me too. I know. Wait, what's our first date?
0: We're all nervous here. We're <laughs> a little
1: nervous. Yeah, I just can't think. And I'm, I'm like, I mean, I speak two languages. I speak English, and then I speak movie quotes. Sweet. Hola. <laughs> there's a lot of times where I say something, and literally six people in the room look at me like I'm speaking Greek, and I go. Damn, wrong crowd. They didn't watch (laughs) that movie. You
2: don't
1: watch Step Brothers?
2: Never
0: seen Step Brothers? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, So, speaking of Step Brothers, it is kind of like, and I hope I'm not going down a bad path here, but it's kind of like Step Brothers out on the golf course. I mean that respectfully, but I'm saying it, uh, it, it, well, let me ask it. Let me say that in a different way. Is it kind of like Step Brothers on the golf course in that you guys can find enough comedic relief in each other to make it through a good round it-
1: absolutely yeah no I, um you know there's the thing about cat and we'll get in the caddy part now so uh like caddies and players it's like you spend more time with this person than you spend with anyone else yeah you think like i mean this is you work with them and then you may see them afterwards, especially in our case. And then on top of it, we're family. So we also spend like holidays together and all those things. So we know each other enough to where like, we can joke with each other in that sense. Like there's things that I'm going to get away with that, you know, maybe another caddy wouldn't. And then also, I mean, with the guys I grew up with in my life, like you, like I'm totally open territory. Like you can bust my balls all day. I got pretty thick skin. So, um, but we do a pretty good job of like sticking sticking to the grind, our noses to the uh, ground and just trying to figure out what we're doing. Um, we're both pretty well focused when it comes down to it as far as trying to accomplish what we're doing out there. And uh, that's that's one thing I like about him is they, like from a caddy standpoint, the one thing you want your player to do is to never give up on the play because it's almost like they don't want you to give up. Like, what if you're, you know, T50 and I'm over there like, eh, maybe it's about 155, you know? Yeah. we're T50. That's not an attitude you want from your caddy, okay? But from a player standpoint to the caddy, you don't want your guy being like, oh, I'm T50. I'm not in contention, like. You know, and they just hit some shit shot and then you're like and you know, and they just don't so d- care. Does that happen? Oh, you can see it. There's a lot like there's a lot of quit in some of those guys. There's more quit out there in some of those guys than you than people see that we get to see. I'm like, yeah. this guy this guy's out of it. And he's not even out of it. Like, you have a good Saturday. Look at John Rahm at the BMW. Yeah. He played the first two days. The and we beat him the first two days. Like that guy doesn't have give up. Like he doesn't have the give up that some of the guys you see out there, he ended up fucking winning the whole thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So let, let me, let, let's, let's unpack that for a minute. So when you say he doesn't have the give up, so is that, is that a common, like, is that a common term on, 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 and, and if we're going too far just shut me off. So, Oh
1: no, no, trust me. No. And I mean that in like, he, he's not defeated so easily. And some of these, and you will see it out there. Like there's some guys like they're teeth, you know, Patrick will, if he's T 50, you would, you wouldn't know if he's, he could be winning it or he could be T 50. He's going to play that shot. No, great. That
0: motherfucker's a grinder, man. I mean, okay. he's like, dig it in.
1: Yeah. It means, and I'm going to make T 40 fucking seven on this right. shot. Right. He's going to try. And then there's guys out there that, they're t fifty. They're just like whatever. They're just you can you know body language. Every like you can just see it. You're like this guy's done. And guess what? That's why that guy is you know either going to be grinding for his card in a couple years or that's why he is where he is and that's where where guys you know kind of like Patrick and and I like John Rom. Whether you like him or not, whatever. But that's why that oh, yeah. the, between the thoroughbreds. And the non throw like these guys, they grind out because it's the it's a game of inches.
0: Yeah. No, hey, we, we 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 like everybody. We're not against anyone. Uh personally, I guess you may be one of like uh a handful of tour players that we've interacted with virtually. So we know none of them personally, so we have no issues with anyone. So there's not a but I know there's like a fanboy thing, but and that's not our shit, right? I mean, mm. we may bust on people every now and then just because it's good content, but but not yeah. to the context of of like we don't like someone, we don't know them to not like them, so that's not that'd be an unfair statement. So
1: yeah, no. So the give up, if that's what we're going to call it right now, yeah. like that, you, you know, from a caddy standpoint, that's all you can ask from your players. It tries hardest on every shot from Thursday to Sunday, from the end of yeah. you, you know. Start to finish, and for me, that's where it might be harder to work for some other guys than it would be Patrick because I know that, and it makes me try harder too because I know that he is trying his hardest to do. You know, like I said, and when it comes down to Ryder Cup points, when it like at the end of the season, you want to look back, and be like, man, that one putt or that <laughs> one nine iron yeah. or that one, and you're sitting here, and some of these guys missed their card by a thousand dollars. It's like you could chalk it up all, like you could look at so many instances, so you better grind every shot. Like Man. every single shot. It's
2: interesting you say that, Kessler. So let me ask you this. So you get a chance to play with uh, with Patrick on you know, Monday, Tuesday, you guys are doing your nines, and then you're going to live or whatnot. Has there been an instance where you're like, okay, we didn't have it early in the week, and you know the tournament started and we we're like, "Yeah, hey, you know, we don't have it this week. I mean, we got to work on some things, you know, come the weekend or, you know, next week, that kind of thing. And then you're like, he blew you away with the grind.
1: Um, I mean, it happened. I can't think of a specific moment. I will say, uh, if that did happen, there's one that would, uh, definitely come to mind. I mean, maybe two, uh, Valspar, Ennisbrook, 2015. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, that was the year that uh, Jordan went off. Um, you know, he's playing good, but that's a ball strikers course. And I mean, hell, like Sunday, we went in and we were definitely, no one was talking about us like possibly winning. And then we ended up in a playoff and like it went like three or four holes. And then Jordan made like a bomb to win it. But that's one of those weeks where, I, you know, if someone, Ask me like especially like money like how's he feeling how's he hitting and i'm Mm -hmm. like i always say positive he's hitting good because he does always hit it good Mm -hmm. good enough to win i don't know Mm
0: -hmm. he's a fucking pro he always hits it good (laughs)
1: like you just never but you also never know when there's that switch is going to turn on and it's like it's like as a caddy you just go Step
0: out of the way. Like, no, 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 Sylvester Stallone, over the top, man. Hey, when I, when I, when I turn that, <laughs> I'm telling you,
1: I'm telling you, over, over the top, over the top. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. And then even honestly, like Liberty National, when we won, I mean, we were grinding all season long, didn't really have a whole lot of success from what, even though, from what it looked like in 2019, I mean there was something we were looking for and we just couldn't couldn't find it and then um you know we played played uh Greensboro and then something after that w- we
2: did do a ball um and then it was like you know
1: I guess maybe the change in the ball like he just thinks like oh man this is this is the ball that's going to make it happen and sure right. enough like shit won the next week. And, you know, we played well from there on out and we've still been playing some, a lot of really good golf mm-hmm. since
0: then. Yeah. So is it ever uh, well, I don't want to go. We, we've, I feel like we were on a really good note and now we're talking shop or, or we're talking business and it's like, <laughs> yeah, hey, fuck, that's what I do all the time. And I don't want to do that shit. So uh, you, you, you want me to redirect or you want to stay down the road? We can do whatever you want, man. This is your well, podcast. Well, it's, but it's your show. Uh, So here's the one question that I want to get out of you before anything cuts off is uh, I, I, I think you've already, it's already, you've already won it, but what's the one tournament that you want to win And it could be you want to win it again. But what's the one tournament that's like you're, you know, so you're a gun guy and you're a hunter and you're looking for a trophy. And when I say a trophy, I mean, like you're you're looking for like, hey, like I've got my sights on that one. And that's the one that's the one that I want. And I'm not saying, Pat, this is this is Kessler show. What's yeah. the one but even though he's there's a team effort going on there, but what's the one trophy? And, and I don't know if that's fair to even ask because I mean you are part of the team and you're part of the everything that's happening, but is it fair to say what's the one trophy that you want to get?
1: I mean, at this point, it's about the Grand Slam, you know, and uh, you know, we got the Masters out of the way and honestly if I was a golfer, I wouldn't want that to be my last major to have to win in the Grand Slam. So I think we did a huge uh, favor to ourselves by knocking that one out first. And honestly, if you were to, like, if you, if I think if anyone said, what do you want your first major to be if you win multiple majors, I would think a hundred percent guys would say, I want the masters. Yep. Now, if you're a European tour guy, I could see why you might be like, I want the open mm-hmm.
0: and I but go, that's okay. nostalgic, but you're saying the masters because of the difficulty and the relevancy of it's the same course every time. And
1: that exactly the prestige, just everything around, yep. I, you know, to me, that would be number one, but we got that one. Um, so I, congratulations, uh, me- sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah.
0: We're drinking by the way. I may be refilling one more time, so who knows how this shit's going to go after this. <laughs>
1: um, I got a, I got a special one. Uh, so I was actually in Ohio,
2: and I played, of course. Let me uh, see that. Cooper's wow. Wild
1: Turkey Cooper Share. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I've never seen that before, have
0: you? I uh, no, but I, I tell you what's going to happen. Um, so you, you screwed up. D- Dan actually said, uh, well, Kessler screwed up. Uh, he asked for you to give him his number. My, true, give you true. give you my number. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to be like stalking him like after dark. So I'm going to send you, I'll send you a few samples of some things. I've got some pappies up here or whatever. And uh, so, so we need to trade addresses. So mine is three, two, well, you tell yours first.
2: <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs>
0: I know, but we need to trade addresses. Let's uh, let's do a share on that one, man. I'll send you some Pappy twenty three. I'll have to uh, be checking the uh,
1: mail the return address on a couple of
2: those.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this ticking? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, no, we want you back on the show. That's not going to happen until like show four or five. I'm saying if I throw it out there, yeah yeah yeah. Okay.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be in the other room. Uh, <laughs>
1: No, so this is actually – someone uh, is, a, is a alcohol rep for uh, the Memorial Tournament. And yeah. so I, I was playing um, a course up there, and I was just by myself, and there's a lot of times where I'm solo, and I, I don't mind that. but uh, And so, you know, it was like a guy in front of me, and I was catching up to him, and he goes, you want to join? I said, sure, and before you know it, you're playing, and just like the great game of golf. Like, end up talking with some more, shooting shoot the breeze. And then he goes – I need I need to share my barrel with you and I was like what does that mean?
2: And so sure enough he's an alcohol rep so uh so Wild Turkey basically he has
1: one barrel he gets to choose his barrel and then they say this is yours and then he basically gives out a bunch of bottles of that cuz he's an alcohol rep so that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I had it for the first time a couple nights ago. It was extremely smooth. Nice. And I, I really like it. So I said, "Well, that'll be my second pour." It sounds uh, like date
2: I- number 2. Yeah. That's nice. Absolutely.
1: Um so good dude great you know um that that's what I love about the game and that's what I love I started playing again probably about 2 years ago
0: and um What do, what do you mean you started playing again about 2 years ago?
1: Well so I never so let's get into my story so I I was working medical device sales before I ever worked for Patrick. So I'm sitting there
0: I, I really had this teed up and I had like a nice thing I was going to say. And I'm like, Hey, I'm sure you've told this story dozens or hundreds of times. And I'm sure you're tired of, tired of selling it. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, anyway, now that uh, pause and continue.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, it's a pretty good story because I'll say this most of these caddies who are great caddies, they were either really good college players or they couldn't make it on tour. And then they just go in uh, well, if you can't beat them, join them. So, yeah freaking become a caddy for someone and they all grow up playing together too so you know they probably know a guy that did make it and then that guy knows that they didn't and they go well we're always cool we mesh well like come caddy for me a couple of tournaments and before you know it they're a freaking ridiculously good caddy so but for me i have a totally different story like and there's a few others like it but mine's my story and i was uh i mean i i i played Football in Texas, as a kid, it's like when you turn nine, they just go, you're going to play football now. And you go, okay. Um, and then I swam. So I swam a lot, and that, those were my two deals. And then come high school, golf team gets out like an hour early. I said, eh, I could do that. Um, so I just kind of played golf in high school, with, you know, but I was never any good. I had no direction. I had no – it was all athletic ability at that point and me not knowing – anything about the game so i played a little bit then and then honestly after high school i really never cared to ever play a golf course unless my cousin came in town and he wanted to play or whatever and i was in san antonio at the time and then college on top of it i was broke man like i couldn't i couldn't play much like i played a few places but even playing for 30 40 dollars i was like i'm gonna play 40 and plus i was terrible so I was like who wants to be terrible at something and play for 40 dollars so um so you know, I didn't really play a lot, and then I was working out little to buy sales. I played a little bit more then, but not a whole lot. And then Patrick called me and goes, "Hey, you want to caddy for me?" And I look at my said, "Let me call you right back." And you know, I hung up the phone. I look at my buddy Ray, who's literally sits like two rows over from me, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know my brother-in-law Patrick Reed, right?" And he goes, "Yeah." I was, like, "Want to go caddy for him?" And it was supposed to be for like six to nine months.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause your sister had had a, uh, she had, had a medical issue and yeah,
1: and was like, I come in, I fill in the, I fill in the role and whatever. Yep. And you know, he limps along with me, like basically dragging him down. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then she comes back into play and then I go back to doing whatever the hell Kessler Corrine does. And, um, and then we just had no success and then i think you know no one really knew what was to come but when i talked to my buddy ray he he looks at me and he's like why are you even asking me this question Kessler? he's like leave. leave why is your sister
0: fucking working and why aren't you kidding <laughs>
1: well, is that kind of the way it went he just goes for me like we get out of here and in hindsight i realized something about myself even even in the six like let's say it did work out six to nine months and that was all i did the six to nine months what i found out about myself in those first six to nine months is that i'm not cut out for corporate america stuff i'm not cut out to sit at a desk and and be on a computer and make sales calls to people that and i like sales but i don't want to sell people on something that they don't necessarily want or need. We're rather, selling right now. We're <laughs> selling right now. Yeah,
2: 100%. You know, when I think about, though, Kessel, when I think about that story is I think about Office Space, the movie. <laughs> I'm,
1: like, <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out. So, I used to look at that like, this is a funny movie. And then when I was when I was working in an office and someone asked me for a TPS report, I <laughs> go, holy shit that wasn't a movie that was reality i go this is what it is and that's when it all comes full circle and you're like what am i doing with my life um (laughs) stapler stapler this is not my life uh and that's where you kind of like and like i said it's one of those wake-up calls in life and whether I did it for six to nine months and then I was done, I definitely found out enough about myself in that six to nine months to know that I would never sit at a desk for 10 hours a day calling on health insurances, calling on patients, calling on doctors. Cause who wants, honestly dealing with PJ tour pros and dealing with doctors, PJ tour pro all the day Because doctors are just freaking couldn't do it again. Like you want to talk about a God complex?
0: <laughs> just so to speak it's, say, th- thanks thanks for mentioning me again i appreciate that that that's a it's a good transition uh no i'm just kidding just kidding uh, we definitely lost some followers on that one but <laughs> uh know yeah, it'll be fine i mean outside of the guns and the liquor and the putter covers um hey,
1: grab the gun after, <laughs> after one
2: of these.
0: good nice well as long as it's loaded I mean, you know how to handle guns. I mean, what's the issue? I don't think there's an issue. It's Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a loaded gun around me if I didn't know how to handle it. Uh, so, hold on, but Kez Kesler, excuse me. I'm not. We we're not that. Uh, this no. is still first date.
1: You know what's funny is how natural that is. Is for people to just call me Kes. So, all good.
0: Are we on? We uh, we on, on that on. kind of. We're on cast terms, bro. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're on cast nice, terms. Nice on cast Guess terms. On all
1: day. Cool. Uh, so let's let's hear. It. Like you know, hit me with any question
0: you got, man. No, no, they're they're not bad questions. I mean, you brought up a lot of things. So with the, a couple of things. I know you gotta gotta run. Uh, uh, you've got uh, a double date coming up with uh, who knows who, and <laughs> who knows what you're gonna have to do tonight. <laughs> uh, when's the next? Tur- if you can say, uh, what's the next tournament you're playing at? You heading to Vegas? Uh, or you can't say.
1: No, I can totally say, uh, so I, actually, I leave, um, Saturday for Wentworth, uh, cause Patrick is a European tour pro. Um, and so he, he definitely wants to do his due diligence towards the European tour. Also, it's a great track. It's one of the best courses you've ever seen Two, I totally don't mind going over there because, um, there's a lot of good golf over there. So I'll probably play one or two days as well. And then, um, you know, that's part of the, that's part of the job and it'll definitely be, I'm. You know, I'm going to wear a mask for 14 hours travel wise, realistically. So that'll be something different. Um, But it's only worth it. And like I said, I really enjoy going overseas. And I know he likes playing over there because in the long run, I feel like playing both tours, although it's difficult, I think it'll make him a better player in the long run.
0: I, I think playing uh, in Europe—that's uh, where you're heading, right? Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Sir, yeah, I, I, I think that um, I think that uh, he is due for he'd like Pat's game, and I, this is a you show, not a him show. But I mean, you're part—it's a team, but you're part of the team. I mean, he's a- he's due for an open win. Garen fucking teed man. I mean there's no way that that guy the way he puts and I'm segueing into something but the way he puts and the way things go I mean he is due for an open win with his with his game. I don't I don't know how he's not. Now I want you to take me into your uh I don't I don't know why you're doing this. Number 2. <laughs> so for those of you that are only listening and not watching uh he just poured this Cooper's uh Wild Turkey blend And he's going to swill it around this glass and he's going to drink it in front of us while we're having a conversation. And I'm like, I Kes, i what the fuck, Ben? (laughs) (laughs) No, but hold on. we'll, We'll redirect second date. I'll send you something. You send me something. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll text each other, uh, dates. That's what Dan was afraid of or, uh, addresses and, um, no, no, no tickings and uh, only liquid. But like, what's the? W- would you rather? Would you rather do? Rather is not a good way to put it. So we're actually not professional, as you can tell. We're just drinkers and chit chatters. Yeah, but but but, would you go? Do you do you like going to Europe or the U.S.? And it's not a U.S. against Europe. I'm just saying, course wise and the way it sets up. And what's the what's the the thing there? <sighs>
1: And that's that's where you can't really say which one's better. It's about it's just different. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's the difference? What,
0: what do you like about playing in
1: Europe? I mean, in a lot of sense, in a lot of instances, you just have to play different types of shots. You got to play a different type of golf, and then you know, if you, you're around here in the U.S., like you don't see that kind of golf as much as you see. When you're over there, now they do have some courses that are more like American style,
0: yeah, from, tra- traditional, as we would even, say. I'm
1: a, seven, I'm a seven year guy, so there might be some caddy out there that's like, "What the hell, guys are talking about?" Um, But to me, like, there's some where you know, like, in most cases when you play in the UK, there's a lot of times where you're not trying to land it on the green. You're trying to land it short of the green because you know it's going to run. It's for- like
0: maybe maybe ten or twenty yards short of the green.
1: Like Carnoustie, like you know, if it's a if it's fifteen yards on the green in Carnoustie, when we played it, we go, yeah, we're, we're not even trying to land the front edge, bro. We're landing this like five yards short of front edge, and then So, let-
0: so how many times have you caddied? And and, that, and so it, this is my uh, I, I fail on this one. How many times have you caddied for an open?
1: seven
0: years. Okay. So you've done seven, a- excluding this year. So it would have, could have oh, been fixed. Yeah.
1: Sorry. This is my seventh year. So that was, uh, okay. So you've caddied six and yeah. does
0: it really, I mean, I had lo- a lot of little cheesy questions I wanted to ask you. I wanted to be like, <laughs> Hey, what's it take to be a caddy? And Hey, if I want to be a caddy, what do I need to do? And Hey, blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I'm going to cut to the chase on this. So, so you're, you're working us courses primarily. And and you get, you hit a Japan course and you hit a Dubai course and you hit, uh, a Mexico course. But when you go to Europe, I haven't played there yet. Uh, we were supposed to go there this year, but then all this shit happened. And so that got canceled. Uh, and so now as a caddy and you're, uh, you know, uh, you've done six, but when you were walking into this, you had done none. Zero. Like so, I mean, were you just like uh, were you floored at at the like the disparity of uh, hey, like here's how we play golf courses and now it's like holy shit, this doesn't even fucking come into play.
1: Um maybe maybe first year. First year we missed the cut. So probably a good chunk on me. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well you kept the job. So maybe not all on you.
1: Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, I, you know, I couldn't even tell you one hole on that golf course. Uh, and I just really didn't, I was in over my head, didn't know what to expect. And one, I hate being cold. I'm not prepared. It's cold as shit. I'm like, this place is terrible. Um, you just, you just can't, from my from where i was coming from you just can't prepare yourself for that kind of golf and i think you know if he had taken like a european tour caddy at that event he probably makes a cut 100 percent of the time um because he's just so good and i had no idea what the hell i,
0: I hope he didn't just spill your liquor if you did report this golf ball oh, no, yeah.
1: i like the it's like those uh those yeah,
0: Chinese, uh, I, I don't know if we can say Asian uh, music balls,
1: whatever they are. They make that ring sound. I used to have as a kid and I love mm. it. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just was totally in over my head. Now, some of the best catting I ever did, especially in those early years, was so one, the Ryder Cup. In 2014. No, that's so, where
0: you coined your friggin' uh, little get down. You you did your uh, I'm not gonna call it your uh, Camilla Vegas, but uh, that's where you've coined. I think I think it was that 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 uh, that tournament.
1: Actually, it, it would be Hazeltine. So, but at okay, that sorry. I did, but I just decision. one, like I kind of started getting more confident and more comfortable in it, but that wasn't really a uh, British Open style course, even though it was over there. It was kind of it, that was one of the more that I more
0: traditional, say, yeah.
1: yeah, Americanized type yeah. where you don't have to run things onto the green and stuff like that. So at least and that might that was good for us because for me I was more comfortable at that course as yeah. my first as a caddy, but um, but St Andrews. 2015. That was a brutal tournament to caddy, and it was cold. It was windy as hell, and I mean, there was some rain. I mean, one day we sat around all day waiting to play, and we didn't we didn't tee it up till like four in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. and we were supposed to tee it up at like eight. And I remember just thinking, like, when it came to the wind, (laughs) certain. He was like, I want to hit this club. And I go, dude, I go, this is like 30 mile per hour wind. It's freaking blowing. I go, no, man, hit the four. <laughs>
0: how, how much, how much conversation do you and uh, you and your player have? It, well, so, so can I, should I call him your player or your pro? What should I call him? Hey, Patrick. I should just say Patrick. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, but I mean, I'm talking to you. I'm not making this yeah. about, you, you know, yeah. so I don't want to be,
1: uh... he's as much a part of me in the conversation as. Yeah.
0: So, so when you and Patrick are playing, I mean, like how much interaction are you guys having? And it's like, uh, it's like, Hey Patrick, Uh, no, don't that, that's not the right club or, or are you giving suggestions and then he's, he's doing it. And is there, is there ever a time where you're like shutting it? Like, yeah, I know you can't shut him down. He's got to hit the shot, but is there ever like a, Hey, nope, that's, that's not the right one. You got to hit this one.
1: So, you know, if you ask me like, what's one of the harder parts about a caddy's job and And that entailing with the job itself, not all the stuff around it. Cause there's two different answers to that question. Um, We'll take both. One of the harder parts of the job on there is actually being one of the the people that can tell them like, no, that's not like, you have to tell somebody who's incredibly good at something that they're wrong. And that's a hard thing. That's a lot harder of a thing to do than I thought. And that's not something that I feel like you can learn being a good, like there's caddies out there that are really good players. They're really, you know, they were good players their entire life. They almost made it pro and they didn't, but I don't feel like that's a, that's a feature that you can, you can achieve it, but I don't think it's something that comes with just being good at golf. I feel like I learned that lesson in life just through a job interview. And it was some of the best advice someone ever gave me. They said, listen, man, I don't care what you're talking about in the interview, all his goal in the interview, his name is Ryan. And I was interviewing for a promotion right before I took this job. And he goes, listen, all my goal in an interview is to make you be wishy washy,
2: yeah.
1: which I would say in this scenario would be a yes, man. And, um, he goes, I'm just trying to make you flip flop all day long. And if you flip flop, then I don't really like you. Okay. He go- and I go, well, what, would, what do you want to hear? And he goes, listen, I don't give a shit if you're dead wrong. But if you're a hundred percent confident with your dead wrong answer, he goes, I'm good with that.
2: That's good. Yep.
1: And I said, you know what? It's cool. And if there's anything I learned from that time in medical device sales, that was probably one of the best lessons, not only in just a career, but in life is that just stick with your gut and go with it. And I'd rather be dead wrong and be right some of the times and be wrong some of the times and then be wishy-washy. And Patrick doesn't know what the hell to do at that point.
2: Yeah. Well, it goes mm-hmm. back to the old Henry Ford, right? It's like, uh, whether you think you're wrong or, or you think you can, or you can't, you're right. Right. There you go.
1: Exactly. yeah, uh, yeah exactly. whether, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You're right both ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that, to me, that's what makes a good like a good caddy. That's one of the hardest parts of your job is to tell this guy who's extremely better. Like he, you know, you could give him, he could give you twenty shots on a golf course, he could still beat you. But you somehow have to tell him he's wrong and why he's wrong, and then also make him confident that you are right. Because you could tell him he's wrong. He could be right all day. But if you can't convey that to him and oh, he's no not- shit, because I mean, sometimes
0: you wake up in the morning it's like, Oh, I'm just not feeling good today. Like I'm yeah. just uh, like, like, it's like, it's, I'm not feeling bad, but it's just like, ah, you know I mean? And I mean, he's an athlete, you're an athlete. Uh, I've been, I've been stalking you on uh, Instagram. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I mean, just so I, you know, I could kind of get up to uh, how many guns were going to be pointed at me during this episode. Hmm. So far, we're at zero, but I see a lot, so we could... No, yeah. we don't we need it. Don't
1: do this is two, um, but uh, I just kind of... This room is like kind of... If if you can't find me and you know I'm home, it's probably where I'm at.
0: There you so go. So have you, I have your number. Now I'm just waiting on your
2: address. Kez, so you're going to the UK uh, this weekend. It's a long flight... What are you doing? You got the go-to movies, you got go-to, you got go-to TV shows. What are you doing?
1: Uh, it will be commercial um, and uh, but I, that's a really good question. So honestly, I'm watching Cobra Kai.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> hey my, my neighbor, hold on. Cobra Kai. So my neighbor, uh, my neighbor Chuck, he's the uh, so they film Cobra Kai in Atlanta just right down like 2 miles down from me and my neighbor Uh, Chuck Hanna he's their um, uh, caterer so he's uh, he caters all these food food shows so if you're in town uh, in Atlanta ever and they're filming Cobra Kai uh, you stop you know give me a buzz and we'll go. go by and see the studio there
2: you go to
1: me, like I'm like uh, I'm through the first season. I'm through two episodes, and then I got the rest of the second season. I think they did a phenomenal job with the writing, the character, like the character development, the depth of the characters that we knew, and then they're older. This guy's like stuck in a time machine, mm-hmm. so some of the stuff like it's almost like you took someone from the '80s and then did the did the um, Back to the Future threw him in the DeWaring. Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted, yeah. and you got to be like. This is how it's going on now. Uh, thing called Facebook. There's this thing called uh, cyberbullying. There's this thing, you know, and then you got to get this guy's opinion on it. And his opinion is phenomenal. Um, so to me, Cobra Kai is a great one right now. And then I'm also watching the boys and I'll probably have about two to three episodes of the boys to watch when I'm on the plane. Um, because most of the time when I go on those planes, I've seen everything they got because i watched i literally um me and a lot of, there's some good movie buffs out there that's one of my favorite things to do on the road is go to the movie theater mm-hmm. and i freaking yeah i watch stuff coming out like i almost saw every single marvel movie in this marvel cinematic mo- universe i probably saw thursday night opening night even on the road oh, and
0: yeah. like, i was waiting on that joker to come up <laughs>
1: yeah. 4 a.m tea time Then maybe I'd be like, well, then I'll just watch it after I go, after we play. So I'd see it like the next day on Friday at like four, but, um, that Joker movie was good. I liked it. Um, you know, I, I, the acting was incredible. Joaquin Phoenix is incredible. But I want to see, to me, if anything, as a, as a Batman Joker fan, is that to me it showed that there, the yin was there, but not the yang. Because to me, what makes the Joker great is also the Batman in the movie. So it, I almost felt like you're watching, um, a, like you're almost doing a puzzle and you can't complete it because there's something missing to me. And what makes the Joker such a great villain is batman on the other side and what what makes batman yeah they
0: are tribal right i mean it's like so are you are you a batman fan were you a batman fan and you became a joker fan or were you always a joker fan
1: so i think it goes like this um as a boy yeah as a boy as a kid as you know everyone thinks they want to be batman and everyone wants to wear the cape and cowl and everyone thinks that that's what you want. And then I think as, you know, what Heath Ledger did a good job of and all those things is that when you become an adult, you grow up thinking Batman is the way y- your mindset should be. And that that's, that's what it is in the superhero universe. And then when you see that Joker, you think, well, maybe there's something to it. Like, you know, maybe we all are living kind of- yeah, a, maybe
0: we're all Jokers.
1: Well, like, maybe, maybe we're like, maybe this guy's right. Maybe we're all crazy and he's not, or there's a lot to it. And I think that's, that was one of the things that kind of drove me towards that, that like of the Joker because he did it so well. And I feel like movies to this day, when you get a villain, they're all trying to, it's almost like they're trying to chase that magic dragon so to speak. They're all, and they almost go too far. They get the aluminum
0: pole for that.
1: It almost, yeah. They almost want to go over the top because, because he was the first over the top in that character. So now I'm trying to match that and they just can't. Some people fail miserably, but I feel like that he did a great job. And I've always liked, so Batman, the animated series, Bruce, Tim, that Joker. So everyone can argue who the best Joker is to this day. And you can throw up Heath Ledger. You can throw up Jack Jack Nicholson. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. You could throw all those names into play all day. But guess what? The fact is, is that Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, by far played the best Joker of all time.
2: Wow. Do you think so?
1: Yeah. If you watch. And that's because I'm a 90s kid or like I grew up in the 90s. And the Batman, the animated series, he does the voice of the Joker. Wow. Bro, I, I didn't know that.
2: I got to go I back and that. listen to that. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> best <laughs> best, best a, little... okay Kez. Best Batman.
1: Ooh. Uh, that, oh, that's actually a lot easier. I honestly think Ben Affleck is the best Batman.
2: Okay. There you go. And, All right.
1: and because of the type of Batman he's supposed to play. He's supposed to play Batman. Hey. Um, <laughs> Dark Knight Returns. That was kind of the... the that version of Batman an older Batman, a tired Batman. And that's where, you know, he, he does that really well. He's kind of like, listen, I'm, I'm done playing games. I'm done being nice. Like I'm going to, I'm going to seriously hurt you. And, uh, and no,
0: are you thinking about the movie that's called town and he's wearing a <laughs>
2: nun's mask?
0: <laughs> that's,
2: a good, that's a good movie. Yes. That's a good movie. No, He that's directed, really he directed
0: movie. the town. He wrote and directed the town.
1: Ben Affleck's career going up, 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 and then it kind of went down, 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 and then when he started actually having a lot more say in his movies, actually,
0: like, when you do your hand like that, look, that looks like you reading a green. So if you can't pick, if you're if you're only listening, <laughs> he's he's uh, he's kind of like got his hand right in front of his face and it's like angled and there's like this thing. Yeah, I'm it's, telling you, it's right
1: here is. Giggly or Gili or whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, guys, no. no, it's, uh, Gilly, it's it's Gilly. Low, Yeah, it's as low as it gets. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then he starts being able to direct and, and, um, produce and things like that. And then it just freaking goes like this. That's I good, mean, that's and, good point. and okay. honestly, since then, like since after that movie, I think that it just, it's, he's done a lot of good stuff and and Batman is one of those. And honestly, from a physicality standpoint, he is more of a Batman because he's the only guy that's like six fucking four that plays Batman. I'm sorry, (laughs) but let's face facts. A guy in a cape that drops down and you know, is five, eight or five, nine. I'm sorry. Is is that a short joke?
0: Because I'm not a tall person.
1: (laughs) Aaron, I'm I'm five ten. If I drop down in a Batman mask and outfit, and people are scared of me, then I'm like shit.
0: Well, you may have an inch or two on me, but uh, I'm I'm bringing it hard, dog. But, but a guy <laughs> that's six,
1: a guy that's six four drops down like that, all right. And like I said, physicality wise, I feel I feel like that was a, that's another factor of why he's the best Batman because to me as a human being, he looks good. But speaking of good Batman's everyone, everyone's doubted the kid from twilight. Yeah, and I think, I think he's going to be really good. Even though to me, like my number one criteria is a good chin Batman under the mask. He's got to have a good chin. And that kid has a soft chin. Hmm. And, um, but from the footage, I tried to keep an open mind because I was like, listen, you know, they know what they're doing and he's, from the footage that I've seen from the first trailer, I go, "All right, he's going to be fine."
0: So well, Michael Michael Keaton's still my favorite Batman. He's the original,
1: well, not the original, but uh, it, what uh, Wes uh, uh- the original, like real Batman in my heart too. Because, like I said, I was a '90s kid, so early 90s kids so i would grow up watching those
0: batmans but i mean i don't even think about michael keaton being like an ass whipping like uh like a stud like hey i want to follow you like i'm gonna get get after you and i did see him in broadway and i saw he was doing like the it's like the ex-batman movie kind of thing and but i did like michael keaton is still my batman
1: yeah no and that that's a good one i would say he's second and then um third would be even though i think val kilmer is probably one of the better ones
0: val kilmer is i'm your huckleberry
1: yeah but he played i think he played bruce wayne better than most guys Uh, Yeah, he did
0: yeah i mean it's fucking val kilmer and he was like probably the biggest dick you've ever seen in life and met i haven't met him have you met him no never Poo Val? Uh hey Val, if you're listening, uh we'd love to have you on the show. Uh Kez and Dan and I will uh we'd like to talk uh mm-hmm. tombstone.
2: V- yeah, exactly. Give me Tombstone, give me Top Gun, give me Heat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and
0: then we'll we'll get a little Batman in there, uh you know. By the heat
2: way. might be my favorite for sure. Sure. No,
1: what, like favorite heist movie?
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's a good one. Robert De Niro's good, but um you know if you like that one, Den of Thieves den of thieves
2: is good oh,
1: that, too that's a great movie yeah ice cube son man that guy like i said sorry i don't know his name but damn i was like that was a really good movie yeah no, that's he, solid Yeah. but that to me the whole time i'm watching it i go this feels like heat and no it's but it's your heart's beating in your like
0: you're on the edge of your seat the whole friggin' movie man
1: and I'm a very nostalgic person and the hard part about being a nostalgic person, like I, like I quoted earlier, chasing the dragon or whatever, when you're nostalgic, you're always looking for that same feeling that you were when you're wa- like, when I was a kid watching heat, which it's not a kid's movie, but let's face facts. So <laughs> I was probably watching stuff. I shouldn't have been watching. <laughs> Dad's falling asleep. Turn on HBO. Boom. There I am. But anyway, so you're always chasing that feeling. And then I'm like, I kept watching the I watched Den and these. I go, this is Heat, baby. Yeah. And the, same town, the town is very similar, which yeah. we were talking about Athletic. Like, those three movies are really close in the, like, when I'm watching it and what I'm thinking about. So, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Heat's definitely, top. like, a worthy top movie. What I love about watch.
2: Heat is, like, uh, Michael Mann. I think I heard a story once where they shot the, the robbery scene at the end. And, you know, it's got that... Echo. All the, all the guns got the echo. Right. And then they gave him a cut. They gave him the cut. Right. And they're like, and then they trimmed it down and they, and they audio corrected it. And he's like, what the hell is this shit? I mean, give me, give me what, what happened to what we were hearing out there and like, Oh, we cut it all out. He's like, Put it all back in, and he put all of the like, original sound, and that's what you get—all those gun sounds. Which I know is, uh, he, they put it all back in. They got that, that 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 barrel sound of the the robbery and the echo, and it's back in there, and it's what makes it so freaking cool at the end. I mean, it's just this For iconic sure. scene.
1: They absolutely, yeah, they did a, like great job, and that's where like Den of thieves. So if you're a gun guy. And if you watch Den of Thieves and you look at all the, and we'll call them rigs, like all the different types of gun styles, like this guy right here, yep, um, you know, it's got an EOTech mm-hmm. and then EOTech three-time magnifier. It's an SBR. It's a 300 blackout. Like I might be speaking Greek to you guys, but you, you watch. Mean?
0: No, 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 no. Is it, what, is that a Daniel defense or what's their, uh... don't insult me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Spikes, uh, Spikes tactical. What is it?
1: No, it's a, uh, this is actually what's the, uh, what's the lower sorry i'm drawing a blank this That's, is uh secans so okay so it's a um, The
0: upper upper and lower are both secans oh it's
1: all the guns. okay gotcha it's, yep. it's the secans like seven and a half inch barrel and yeah. I'm on, i have the attachment where i could throw my suppressor on there and I'm telling you, it's such a fun gun to shoot. But um, but you watch that Denethes movie, and if you're if you're a gun guy and you're looking at what you know, and these guys are all supposed to be like ex-military, you know, good, you know, pretty high-speed Oper- dudes.
0: Operators, operators.
1: There you go. That's a great word, um, operators, because you don't have to be in the military to be an operator anymore, especially here in Texas. <laughs> um, you look at some hey, of the hey, stuff. hey, hey, hey! <laughs> and you're like, holy shit! That like everything they use is kind of something that you're like yep 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 like er, like and that's what that's what kind of when you become a gun nut you kind of watch movies a little differently where you're like um what's that movie with the rock and there's the big white like uh the ape that like the gorilla that keeps growing Uh, Jurassic Park Godzilla I don't know know. uh, there's there's some action movie King Kong but at one point they got like, I think it's a rye favor from uh, the UFC and he's carrying. And the thing is, what's funny is about this podcast is he's carrying this gun.
2: Okay. Oh my, oh boy.
1: But he's supposed to go, he's supposed to go and like, there's some random monster. That's literally like Jurassic park style.
0: But that's the Glock insert into a chamber. That's not even, like, you, there's not even a gun and you put the Glock in, right?
1: Carbine. And this guy's supposed to chase a wolf. That's the size of a building with it. I mean, who the fuck put that gun in that movie to say this is this guy going here?
0: Hey, so so have you shot that thing a lot? This? Yeah. Oh yeah. Plenty of times. Like is it like, like is, is it pure?
1: It's okay. It honestly this is like probably just something that I keep out here just cuz I don't have room for it in my safe. Um but it's it's a good one. Like it's fun. It's that it's that CAA um, it's, it's, you drop your Glock inside. No, no, it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You put the pistol inside and then it filters through everything else. But I mean, uh, is it like, is it legitimate that like you could, uh, what are you 50 yards? You're good. I mean, if
1: it, you know, I'd say at 20 yards, would, would I rather be like this rampage? Yeah. Like that? I'll take that at 20 yards all day long versus like me and my, like my hands.
2: Yeah. Ram, yeah rampage. Yeah. No
0: rampage rampage. So
1: yeah. Four minutes left. No. Okay.
0: So let's wrap up. So there's a few things I wanted to ask you and they're really, uh, that's where we're going to ruin our relationship. Uh, when are you coming on next? You don't have to answer that right now. Yeah. I was going to say,
1: that's a, that's a really
0: good question, but, but yes, is a good answer. Hundred percent.
2: Maybe
1: after Wentworth.
2: Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Good deal. good deal. Uh,
0: the next time you come to Atlanta, um i want to uh i want to do a chicken wing not an eating contest and all that shit but i i want to get i want to get connected with you and we want to do uh or raleigh you can get connected with dan that's a that's a one two-part one-part
2: question well you certainly be hoping you go to go uh, like greensboro again right over at uh yeah yeah we
1: do greensboro almost every year so
2: yep, yep, yep. yep.
0: and uh let me think about what i missed uh dan do you go I, I'm, i've got the last question so you go ahead
2: uh, okay. I'm going to go between you and your playing partner, Pat, Patrick. Um, who is a better pool player?
1: Him, 100%.
2: Him?
0: Yeah. 100%. Is that because he's a better putter? And is there a correlation between putting and playing pool?
1: I think it has to do with that that the skill set, the hand-eye coordination, and then also understanding a role. Yep. Um, definitely a better putter, let's face facts. But, um, yeah, I mean, I played, so actually that's a funny story. So when um, I first met him, I was graduating college at UTSA. Are you yeah. younger or older? I'm one year older. Okay. Uh, I was, so I was graduating there. And 2011, we did have a mariachi band at our graduation. Birds <laughs> up um, and uh, cacao, yeah, buddy. Uh, and I, I still follow the football team. Right now, we're on like a two-game winning streak, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, and so I, that was the first time I met him. I was graduating. My sister brings this guy, and all I know about him, I don't know shit. I don't know how good he is. I don't realize that he's like a back-to-back NCAA freaking college champion you know i don't know any i just know this guy plays golf like cool whatever and that's what he's trying to do for a living and um so he shows up to san antonio and you know it's my graduation and i'm hanging out with my buddies and so at the time i was shooting a lot of pool by the way like i was playing almost every weekend drinking beers like that's all we did for hours on end just rack of you're
0: night. in college understood
1: or just fresh out of college and i was, all right. I was all right, all right worked all throughout college and these are all my college buddies and we either went bowling or we went uh and we went and shot pool so it was all you know that or darts on my uh, darts on my um patio so these are like basically i'm i was an indoor athlete at the at that time um so this guy comes (laughs) up and i'm like he seems pretty cool you know he likes whiskey um you know, we're, we're hanging out, we're shooting the breeze. And then I say, well, Hey man, uh, me and some of my buddies are going to meet up after graduation. We're going to go to this place, uh, called the ice house and we're gonna shoot pool. And sure enough, like, I mean, we all thought that we were pretty freaking good. Like I'd run, like I had literally broken and, and basically knocked them all in at one point. Like that was kind of, it's like shooting your 300 on a pool table. like the no, other, no,
0: the, no, no, no. You raked the table. You raked the table.
1: Exactly. So I, yeah. and I don't know the term of that because I don't, I don't play that much pool, but at the same time, like i have done that like once and gotten close to it a couple of times where the other guy didn't even get to take a shot. So, you know, I'm, we're all thinking like, all right, this, you know, we should be calm. Dude, Patrick came in freaking ran the table the whole time. And I said, cheers. You're good by me, bro. <laughs> like, all right. You, you know, you can date my sister. Uh, yeah. You know, there are oh, So left. that
0: was that was the buy. So that was like the first buy-in to your sister meeting Patrick, and like, uh hey, like uh, here's the guy I'm dating right now.
1: It, yeah, which if you're a brother and you got a sister, it's always kind of one of those
0: no, things. Yeah, there's a protective uh, little element there, in
1: part because, like, you know, guys are shitty. Like, let's face facts, you know, and you always want to make sure well, that.
0: Speak for yourself.
2: I'm horrible. <laughs>
1: All right. There you go.
2: (laughs) All right, Kyle, your question. He's got, he's got, he's got to go. He's got to go.
1: Just want the best just in family in general, you always want the best for your family. So, um, so yeah, so I go, you know, and I've met plenty of other like type of boy, I got two sisters, so I've met plenty of guys and I've always been, I always try and be nice because at the end of the day, you want to be, if you bring a girl around, you want them to be nice to them. So treat others be treated so i always doing the you know i don't i'm not like a dick from the start or anything like that but uh well
0: hey hey hey, i'll be the judge of that
1: (laughs) yeah true um so you know but either way we played played some pool had some drinks and i go man this guy's pretty cool
0: so and then sure enough like three years later we end up working together you're
1: under the strap that's cool. Yeah,
2: that's cool. And because uh, that was back in
1: 2011, I started working for him about the, Like, and I graduated in in uh, December 2011, and I didn't start working for him. Sounds
0: so. like that shit was planned.
1: Yeah, I mean, I
0: immediately go. No, don't say me. yeah. Don't say yes. I mean, that's. <laughs> hey, that that's. I said I was saying yes, not Kessler.
1: Yeah, if you, if you knew me, there's not a whole lot planned about anything, <laughs> so. especially. Uh, if you that's my girlfriend because like
2: I was playing, I played like 24 holes a day before this and that was not planned at all.
1: Uh, I just snaked it in there. I go, Hey, uh, can I go play with my buddy, Drew?
0: He's I'm going to go get a few holes in I'll be back in a few minutes. And then <laughs> yeah. like uh five and a half hours later,
1: babe, we're only playing 18. Don't worry.
0: Right. Exactly. Wait. All right. So hold on. So Kez, Kez, you said we were on, this is Kesler Karen, Karain or Karen?
1: You got the first
0: one right, Corain. Corain. Excuse yes, me. I, I want to make sure I say it right. I mean, I'm uh, I'm the right kind of guy. So uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with Kesler Corain on the show today. Uh, I, I do want to end. We always like to ask somebody uh, some kind of question. So the question is, and I know we're drinking Eagle Rare bourbon tonight, and it's fan-fucking-tastic.
1: Would you disagree with that? Cheers to that. I mean, honestly, I'm drinking my other stuff right now, but I do. Cool. Oh, but the but but the eagle rare was
0: really good too. Yeah. After this, I know he's bragging now. Is what he's doing? He saw this setup I had behind me. He knows Dan's is like a Zoom like fake profile, and he's so- looking at my shit. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna bust your ass." Here's a
1: good question, Dan. What made you? Dis- what made you choose that
2: green screen? You don't want to see what's behind me. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dining room that's done he it. has no it's guns has no, any... <laughs> nah, I, I kept yelling at him <laughs> it's not good it's not good Yeah. Yep. yeah it's a
0: good uh, picture. Yep. Hold, hold on so uh so my question is uh we, there's two choices gin and tonic or vodka and tonic which kind of guy are you
1: I just can't stand gin, so I gotta go vodka.
0: Oh, but, yeah, like, fuck! All right, never mind. We'll not have we'll not have a
1: second date on this show.
2: <laughs>
1: to me, you just asked me like, "Hey, you ever watch South Park?"
2: Oh yeah, sure.
1: I was like, "Man, you just asked me. She's between a turd sandwich and a giant douchebag." Like that. <laughs>
0: Wait a that We could be coined as that now. Who, which one's going to be the turd sandwich and
2: the douchebag? Okay. <laughs> one more, one more. We'll give him recovery question. Ready, Kaz? Ready? Hold on, hold on. He's trying to answer. No, he's no, trying no. To I'm, okay, I'm not going to tell
1: you which one is which, but at the end of the day, that that's what it is. All right, go ahead. So, so who's who's the turd sandwich
2: and who's the douchebag? No, no, no. No, he's he's saying he likes he likes bourbon. So, oh, you right, don't Kaz. have to. Yeah, you no, don't. So have to say here it. you go, Kaz. So, um bloody mary or a screwdriver bloody mary boom there you oh. go cheers
0: That's my <laughs> hey so um kesler where He's... can the listeners find you at
2: Ke- Kez, this is cal, this is cal saying you're back in you're back in <laughs> yeah.
0: where can the listeners find you at
1: uh on instagram i'm kesler just first name last name, and then
2: same same on Facebook. I only got two two social media profiles because three's
1: too many. Three's a crowd.
0: There you hey, go. It's been a great time chatting with Kez today. Yep. I think we're on Kez terms, right? Yep. Yeah, for sure. My, my name is Calvin, but you can call me Cal if you want to. What's up, Cal? Uh-huh. Hey May. hey May. Uh, hey it's been uh absolutely fantastic. I hope um that we're more disappointed than you are. And I can't wait for our second date. I think it's gonna go fantastic, sir. Yep. Cheers. I'll say, I'll, I'll say cheers to oh you go ahead, sir. Let's shoot for
2: uh, after Wentworth. Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> hey,
0: and before the Masters, because, uh, hey, here's the two fucking green jackets, motherfucker. Mm, cheers.
2: Cheers. cheers. <laughs>